Hey guys, welcome back. Um, today I wanted to talk about, you know, I want to talk about black people. <laughs> this sounds so controversial. This would sound so controversial if you didn't know that I was black, but I'm black. Oh my gosh. I know that's like a major surprise to like a lot of people right now, but it's okay. Like you can pick up your edges off the floor. Like it's okay. Put them back on, put them back on. Um, but isn't it February? It's the month of February. It is Black History Month. Um, one of the most fun yet so identity crisis time for me as a little African child growing up in school. It's really funny. It, it actually reminds me of the time when I was in class and one of the I was in an AP English class. One of these English is very easy to me. I don't know. So I ended up in AP and my teacher was out because she was like pregnant or whatever. And so we had a guy who's an older white guy who but he's like one of those type of people that are like super social justice. Like I love minorities like, oh, I just like he really loves them a lot. Okay, us a lot. Right. So he was talking about like racism or like the civil rights movement or something so he knows i'm african i don't know why he would ask me this question but i guess he forgets child i don't really know i don't look african like if you see me so maybe he just forgot but he actually asked me um what what was it like for your grandparents during the civil rights movement and when he asked me that I, i'm pretty sure I actually don't know how much of the room knew I was African because, I mean, my best friend, Heba, my best friend knows, my Middle Eastern best friend knew I was African. Some people, other people knew I was African, but I looked at him, he looked at me and I looked at him, he looked at me and I was like, everybody was black. And he, I don't know. He just looked at me like I like I was stupid or something. And I was like, just did he forget that I was African? Anyways, it's it's Black History Month, and you know what? I decided to do maybe an exhortation, maybe a devo. I think it's an exhortation to Black people, to Black people, because even though I am African and Black History Month is technically like more about like uh, like American Black history, which is phenomenal and so rich and so freaking amazing. Did you know that country music came from Black people and rock music came from Black people? What? That's crazy. That is really crazy. <laughs> um, you know, even though it's geared to that, I still benefit off of it. And if there is something that I kind of also wanted to touch more on was actually the, the podcast episode that I um, recorded with my dear friend, Faith, who is a missionary. She's so sweet. And um, I just thought I should just, just like cover some extra things, you know, for black people and more than just the ministry, but black Christians, you know, because listen, I don't know, like, the last two years or at least starting two years ago it was a really interesting time to be a black person um because you know the whole George Floyd incident and just uh, the Ahmaud Arbery just like there's a lot of political stuff and what personally I don't really like how tragic things will happen 
in the black community and then it'll be twisted into like political game like oh if you vote for me then black people you can you can trust me or whatever but that's not what i'm here to talk about it's just so tragic <laughs> it's so tragic and i kind of saw you know if you're black if it affects you, you know, because like just not to get all political at all. But anyways, if you're a black Christian, on top of that, it's kind of just I feel like I feel like perhaps that black people and tell me if I'm wrong, just talk to me, right? <laughs> like it kind of feels like we live in two realities where it's like we're believers and our, our, our identity is completely wrapped in being a Christian. But being black it's like we live in a black christian reality or sometimes your reality is christian and then being black and being black can mean different can be different for so many people because there's black people come from all the freak ever all over the freaking world right and sometimes that can feel like sometimes it can feel like a little bit of a tug when you're around other people in the body that aren't like you that maybe don't respond to you being you well but there's just this, what I found, it's like, you really find security and serenity. <laughs> security and serenity. No, but you really find security in Christ. Um, I think like, and this is just personally kind of something that I've seen, like the whole like African and like black American, like conflict that kind of goes on just a little bit. It's not like a huge major one, but it, it's a little bit there. Where it's like, um, oh, but you people have your identity, and that, but or the other people, we don't have our identity. We don't even know where we're from, or we don't da 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 da. And so I guess it's like easier for me to say like, just find your identity in Christ, because it's like I already know what tribe I'm from. I already know what country I was born in. Like I, I was born in the country where like at least my dad's side of the family is from, because my tribe, babes, babes, nomads, mate. My my mother tribe, my maternal tribe, yeah. Listen, I might be a Jew, but that's neither here nor there. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's easier for me to be like, cling to the Lord. Like, find your identity in the Lord. Because once you have something and you once you have a complete something, it's easier for you to like, kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that that's not that big of a deal or whatever. But the other side doesn't know what it is. What, what to you doesn't seem as a big of a deal to just discard for the identity of Christ, right? So I kind of think about that where it's like for the, you know, the black American community where it's like people still refer to themselves as like they're just a lost. We're, they're just lost people. They, they've lost, they, you know, like a, like a lost culture or a lost whatever. But even then, mate, I, I kind of think of how like just the whole topic of just black history in general like how the enemy like worked his disgusting little paws worked its way into like slavery and 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 abuse and just how and i again not to be political but it's kind of hard to not be political when you're talking about black history because there comes a point where politics and being black in America is synonymous, if you catch my drift. But just the way that the enemy has just come against the black community, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and just has tried to attack the identity of black people time and time and time and time again. And it's like, oh my, it's just an awful thing. So I, I just kind of, it's like, 
I really want to take this time to actually just pen, if I could, like pen a verbal letter to black people in general of all different and of all over from all different types of cultures that we can take up and all wherever we are, wherever we're from, wherever. But we're black and we're believers, right? Even then, I still want to say you find security in Christ. I think my point in saying, even mentioning the whole black and black American African con conflict that kind of goes on is that I kind of see how the whole Jesus was black, Jesus was black argument. To me, I genuinely do not, I genuinely do not care, could not care less because it, it doesn't matter what skin color he was. It doesn't matter. But like, to me, it's like, I've seen people say that, but they say it in a way like it gives them security, like it clings to them. It's like, ha ha. Uh, the Messiah is is a black man. He's a melanated man. Most likely he's probably melanated. But then it's just like, I don't know. Because like, you know, being someone that is like tribally, like my tribe originate. Okay, that's not important. But like having friends and being a part of a community that's Middle Eastern, like having friends that are Middle Eastern, like fobs, right? Fresh off the boats. That's just a foreign people term. It's just like you're just mad foreign, man. It's like being around people like that. Because I grew up with middle, I grew up with Middle Eastern people and Muslim people, all my life. I'm not Muslim. Yeah, they're Muslim. Yeah, but you know, Arabs. Literally from the beginning of time, like they were just there. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know why there's such like a dense Arab community in Jacksonville. But I'm glad there is, because they're awesome. But like they all come in different shades and colors. Like I've seen blonde Arabs, I've seen blue-eyed Arabs, I've seen brown-haired Arabs, I've seen dark-haired Arabs, I've seen black Arabs, I've seen brown Arabs, I've seen all different kind of shades. So knowing that, and knowing that, you know, the people group of presently still reflect how people looked in the Bible times. To me, technically, Jesus, there is a possibility jesus had the propensity of being any shade color that is represented today in that area any color because being a jew is not synonymous there's no specific characteristic unless you're like from new york or like you're like one of those like uh there's a specific jew like tribe of jews that i'm thinking of especially is it like it's not really or why I don't know. Like, unless you're like, maybe like an American Jew, people are like, oh, you got a Jewish nose. But like over there, it's like, there's not really even a specific look because you can be Ethiopian and Jewish. You can be, so, I mean, there's different kinds of Jews. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's like Jews aren't a monolith. Middle Eastern people aren't a monolith. They're not all, people like kind of think that they're all just brown people. And it's like, no, I've seen pale, pale, pale Jordanian people. And that's right above is that's right next to Israel, okay. I've seen and I know a Jordanian girl whose cousin is Palestinian. So okay, right, right in the area or right in Jesus area, okay. So it's like it's kind of hard to pinpoint for me. It's like seeing that people group. It's like I don't know. I don't know what color he is, and that's why I don't think it matters because it's like he could have been anything, but that should matter. Like what it kind of makes me think like, why do we get so much? security or confidence from chanting jesus was a dark-skinned man in our rap song or jesus is a black jesus was black jesus was black like do you know that we don't have any way to prove that at all at all like if you know how melanated families work you could be dark as night and your kid could be 
bright as the morning sun. I'm the lightest person in my family right now. That don't make no sense. And my parents are black. My Well, my mom. <laughs> my mom's not black, but she's darker than me. My dad is black. Okay? And his daddy is black. And his mama is black. And so it's like, but I'm like the lightest person in my family. And my, somewhere down the line, I had somebody that, you know, hey, colonization. Hey, yo, hey, yo. I have like a, I think she was Portuguese and Congolese or something like that. Somewhere on my mom's side. So that's where that comes from. And again, my personal tribe on my mom's side technically dates all the way back to Ethiopia. King Solomon and Queen of Sheba days. They think that that's like our great mother. A great-grandmother or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? You get me? So, like, you know, that's just that. But, listen, the way melanin works, you add a, a drop of melanin in, that I made, that could change anything. So, you just never, sorry. So, you can just, you just never know, like, what anybody's going to look like. Okay? So, I don't know. It's just, but why do we get so much security? And, like, if we get so much security... If Jesus is, if we go to heaven, when we go to heaven and we find out that Jesus is black, and this is more like a talk, I don't even know, exhortation or talk, I don't know, let's just, let's just, let's just chill. Like, if we go to heaven and we find out Jesus is black, will that make me cheer more? And if I go to heaven and find out Jesus is white, how will that make the black community feel? But when we go to heaven and find out, what if Jesus is an Asian man, and I'm talking East Asian, babes, we're all going to be confused, (laughs) All of us. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it comes to a point where you have to ask yourself, why have we wrapped? And I feel like I know why. But, like, why do we continue to wrap so much security in the color of our skin and the way that we look? I think we should be proud of what God has created us to be and look like. And we should celebrate it. But, man, at the end of the day, it's like, at, at the end of the day, like, like that Switchfoot lyric, not to quote Switchfoot, so Christian right now, but like like that Switchfoot lyric says, like, these skin and bones is a rental. Okay, that's a good, that's a pretty good song. In a room where I belong. I think it's where I belong is what it's called. Yeah, but this skin and bones is a rental. Because this don't matter. And it's like, and I'm sure that like, this could be out of context, but you know how King Solomon was just going on and on in Ecclesiastes, like vanity, vanity, it's all vanity. Like even the way you look, it's vanity because looks will fade, but not for me in Jesus name, not for me. It won't be me in Jesus name. Listen, I'm taking matters seriously. I'm, I'm working on my skincare. I'm babes, babes. You don't even know. Like I've been putting on hyaluronic acid every single night. I've been working on my skincare. I'm gonna look like this for at least 90 more years. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Unless Jesus returns. Between, you know, somewhere between then. And I'll tell you, the way that's looking, is the way that things are looking like right now, it's looking like he's, he'll return. He'll return, ciao, anytime. Anytime, anytime, anytime. That's what it's looking like right now. It's wild. Everything is wild. But it kind of makes me, that's just a question I always wanted to ask people in the black community. Because it's like, that can't be what we're waiting for, right? That can't be the thing that excites us. That can't be the thing that matters. No way. Like, that can't be the thing that gives us confidence, gives us joy. What color Jesus is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't matter. And it's like, 
but why why am i saying this to black people just be like forget your race no for black people especially on this month the shortest month of the year which is so disrespectful but like on this month what i want to say to black people is let being black push you be the thing that pushes you forward but when it becomes something that holds you back disregard it and that's kind of what i touched on with my friend faith on that um black gospel white gospel episode in my podcast where it covered you know the just stuff like white nationalists and colon colonizers and all these attack terms that people use for missionaries as if every single missionary is a white person and you you know you don't have to be blind you could be blind and see you can be Stephen wonder and see just the attack that white people have been getting lately for just being white and it's like I don't know. It's just weird. Like white people do something and people be like, it's because you're white. See, white people are. But it's not everybody. It's like it's the it's like the woke crowd that gets all. You see the white man. Every time the white man comes around, he can just snap his fingers and things will happen. But when a black, a black sister want to get something done, she don't. You know what I mean? That whole crowd is just like you guys. They just love preaching oppression, oppression. Someone's going to hold me back. They're just expecting someone they're expecting to fail and expecting someone like a white guy to be like the reason why. And it's just, that's just a toxic mindset where it's like, you realize that nobody, not even the devil. I mean, God, God is the locus of them all. If you think about it, he broke the authority and he robbed the devil of all his authority and gave it to us to sell us. We are no longer oppressed. We are no longer in bondage. We are free. Nobody's, nobody's going to hold us back. Even the, hypothetical white man do you know what i mean whatever that means you know i don't even know what but just to just to mention that unless like just in case that crowd is listening like jesus christ covered that okay jesus potentially black jesus covered that (laughs) covered he he took care of that 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 white man isn't going to come for you anymore okay it's okay you can go to sleep now no but but what i want to say is let that be the thing that enhances you and advances you but once it holds it starts to hold you back disregard it what does that mean that means that once you're in a space maybe in the church and the minute you start to notice maybe i'm the only black person here because that's such a real feeling man i don't like when people when people talk about that and people like uh, I just can't relate and they just stop listening because it's just like well you know we'll sit here and listen to how you had anxiety about your kitty cat and how it did hasn't been eating for the last 24 hours and we'll give our amens and prayers okay on Facebook but sometimes it's kind of annoying when like a black person just talks about the things that society throws in their face all the time because you can't nowadays it's like you can't even peacefully be black like you have to hear everything like oh my gosh like just you, people will tell you that you're black before you have a chance to realize that you're black as like growing up in this country it's stupid and ridiculous do you know you get what i mean you get what i mean when you get what i mean but just being that person sometimes you'll be in a church space where it's like oh my gosh i'm the only one that's black in that moment what do you do? Like, let's actually take the time and analyze that. We know. Do you know what's going on there? 
like why did you notice that maybe it's like a type of joke that was told that you're like babes I don't find this funny (laughs) or like just a conversation topic that is just like my personality does not bode or mesh well with you or it's just maybe just the way that you do things it's like I can't like the way that I talk just the way that I laugh it's just it doesn't I don't know like you just don't get it like that's not it's not my style the way I do things you know maybe that's that that like kind of like triggers that thought but when you have that thought like what do you do with that thought do you get insecure do you do you celebrate the fact that you're black or do you start to change things about yourself or water yourself down to make yourself make you feel like you are more like appropriate for your for the people around you make you feel like you're more like uh likable or like you're more tolerable for the people around you because listen I like I get it like on top of being black I'm African no let me because there's some quiet Africans I am Congolese I can't deny it man I cannot deny it Congolese people are loud loud man like all my life all my life I've heard you are so loud and but here's the thing I love that about me because it's just that's my culture that's just the way that I am that's my home life like I've never heard my dad whisper I don't think he knows what that is I've never heard my mom whisper I'm telling you their phone calls they scream on the phone they don't realize that when you have a microphone it already amplifies your voice So that you don't have to scream. It defeats the purpose of screaming. But to them, it's like, no. No, no, no. This is what they say. I'm like, mommy, daddy, you don't have to scream. Grizzo, I'm calling Africa. You don't understand. I call Africa. I have to scream. They don't hear me. I'm like, maybe that's because you're holding the phone an arm's distance away. Maybe just put it close to your mouth so you don't have to scream. But it doesn't matter. Like, they scream at, from their diaphragm. Fram. And that's not even their full volume, which is just amazing. And it shocks me. Like, I'm telling you, you should hear my dad just talking on the phone. It's like the scariest, <laughs> exhilarating, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, it's, I'm black. And a lot of times black people, this isn't, I mean, we're not a monolith, but black people are known to be black, allowed. Yes, black people are known to be black, but black people are known to be loud sometimes, you know what I mean? (laughs) A lot of times, right? That's not a surprise if you're black and you're loud. Listen, stereotypes, they're not always nice, but they didn't come from nowhere. Okay, that's what I say. So that's just, that's just what happens. And on top of that, I'm African. So I'm loud and I've been around people that just don't really care for that, but what I've seen that works for me I've seen myself respond in a way where it's like I'm gonna tone that part down so I don't continue to be that loud black person to that person anymore and I you know I didn't really like that person because at the end of the day when I see something I want to scream like I just that's just my response like on the inside that's what I feel I want to scream I want to shout. I want to scream, shout, shake everybody down to the ground. Shout, that, that had to happen. You see, I told you I was black. You didn't believe me. Now you do. Now you see with your eyes. Thank you. No, but like I have to. 
because that is what I that's what I feel in my DNA is appropriate is an appropriate response to whatever is happening right now it's like when I saw myself water myself down because maybe people culturally didn't get me I didn't like what was there because it wasn't Crizo. It wasn't me. You know, every bit of me is what God has, the environment that God has entrusted me to, not entrusted me, has placed me in that's been good. Every good aspect of it. That's that's me. He put me in a Congolese family. He put me in a in the skin color that I am and for my benefit because there's good aspects of that. That's what I, That's what I'm saying, like, Allow that to enhance you, but don't allow it to hold you back. Do you understand? Because once you, I'll talk about the holding it back later. But when I've noticed that, actually, these people are boring. And I would rather swallow 17 jean jackets at the same time. Stack them up in my mouth. I would rather do that than ever even hang out with people like that that don't like me for me i mean the people that i'm not to be conceited or anything like that but people that don't like me aren't that very interesting to me aren't that very interesting that i I found they're very they're quite boring to be completely honest and what i found is they just the reason why they don't like volume is because they don't have anyone to produce volume around them maybe perhaps i don't know maybe they don't have friends i'm kidding now no there's quite people that like quiet there's cool quiet people that like they're quiet okay that's fine that's fine that's fine that's fine um obviously i'm not like disrespectfully loud but best believe i'm gonna be loud in a church service um side note i was in a church service actually recently and i was talking and screaming you know laughing with my friends and people, some people, it was like a church united like event where different churches were there. And some people that didn't go to my church, so I guess they just didn't know what to expect from me, were like looking over at us like as if they were bothered that I was so loud. But in my head, I was like, seconds later, you'll be fine if Susan is screaming at the top of her lungs during the, her favorite worship song. But you're not ready for the joy now. Get thee behind me. Get thee. You have to learn to let that stuff not be your problem. <laughs> it's not your problem to bear. It's not a burden. Because let me tell you right now. God likes you as loud as you are. You know. Jesus likes you as loud as you are. Heaven likes you quite well. Just as you are. It's just the way. The unique way that you are. No. Like. You enjoy. Like you in 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 the middle of joy is probably the most godlike characteristic you have right because the bible says that in his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pre, pre- ooh, excuse me pleasures forevermore you in the caught in the act of joy however that sounds like however that looks like that is probably one of the most godlike characteristics that people around you will experience. That's a good and God is happy. I remember like maybe it was like a, it was actually early January I was having an encounter with the Lord. And you know, what I took away from that encounter is I noticed just the atmosphere of the Lord. Well, while, while he was speaking to me of God, while he was speaking to me 
And my one, one of my takeaways from that encounter was like, God is really happy. Like, I think because people, and you know, I think people think that like God's like very like serious and very like, oh, thus saith. And you know, very, and he, and you, listen, he, I revere him. He is holy. I do. But one thing I can't separate from him is that he is happy. He is joyful. Like he, he, he laughs. Like, he, he, he is joyful, man. And like lately, I've just been witnessing it over my life, like a greater measure of the joy of the Lord. And when I saw what a blessing that it would be to me, and that I, and when I walked in it, and I saw, then saw what a blessing it would be to other people, I just wanted more. I was like, I just want to be joyful forever help like re- i receive more of more joy i just i want it all because i know that that's a great reflection of what it's like to be in the presence of the lord and one thing one of the things i love about black people there's so many actually but black people is that we love to laugh hallelujah we love to laugh and then i think about black history and just the american black history specifically all that hardship and Black people are still one of the most joyful people, I, people groups that I know. Laugh the loudest, have the fun, just the f- very funny people. Very, 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 very funny people. Just sometimes just unironically funny. The, what, what, I like Africans because Africans are unintentionally funny and like, like we're actually just, we just speak and it's just, I don't know, like, sometimes people laugh. And to us, it's just like, this is just quite casual for me. Like, we're unironically funny. But Black Americans are, like, in, in, intentionally funny. That it's And they're already funny. But when it's intentionally, it's, like, hilarious. It's, like, out of the water. Like, I love Black people so much. It, like sometimes it's like and you know it if you're black or like if you don't then just continue listening so just just receive the love or it's just like you just be around black people and it's like black this is what black people say to our, ourselves when we're around each other i love black people i love us that's what we say i love us i love being black man i black man wow <laughs> i love being black comma man period okay grammar uh, it's just it's such a joyful time and look and i looking at that from like a like a spiritual standpoint it's like it's actually really amazing as much poop that the enemy has drug the black community through the one thing he couldn't take away from the black community black community as a whole was their joy and it's almost like God has restored and strengthened and renewed it. Because the Bible is really true. The joy of the Lord will is our strength. It gives you strength to go on. It gives you strength to conquer. It gives you strength for whatever you need. Whatever you need strength for, joy is it. And I just, I honor that. I just want to recognize that and like be like, oh my gosh, that's such a good thing. And I've and I actually heard a saying from a like a pastor who's also really really funny he was saying like laughter like may he likes to make people laugh because making people laugh is like giving them a vacation from all their problems like have when was the last time you had a good laugh and i mean like tears laugh you know like i am in tears almost like shambles 
You are in shambles. Those type, those silent laughters are oftentimes the best laughters. You know, I love to laugh so much. And I have the craziest, like, cackly, loud, like, obnoxious laugh that I love. Because it real and it just, sometimes I listen back to my podcast of me laughing with friends. And I laugh. It makes me laugh because that's funny. And just hearing my laugh is just, sometimes I think my laugh, like, enhances whatever goes on because it's insane and actually like not it's not normal but I like it whatever like it I feel like sometimes a good laugh just makes something even more funny and here's the thing and that's the case for everything a good laugh makes everything more fun because sometimes you could be going through a hard time but a good laugh let me tell you it'll feel like a vacation so if you're black and you're listening to this, just receive from the joy of the Lord. Just receive a good laugh. If you're white and you're listening to this, receive a good belly laugh. If you're whatever the freak you are, I don't know what the freak people are listening to this. I don't know. Just receive a good belly laugh, man. It's just it's it's the joy of the Lord. And that's kind of why I going to like the initial point of what I was saying in this podcast is like our identity really does have to be in Christ because there's nothing in like all of that. We, I easily made a bridge to the, the, the Lord and the Bible and scripture and just the wise wisdom and teachings that the Bible has for us. Right. You can't get that through just your skin color. You can't get that through just your culture. And at the end of the day, like what I want to say is like culture whether you got it or you haven't. And let me tell you, black Americans, even if it's not, even if you're not partaking in like your African culture, I don't know anybody else that can be separated completely from their culture and create a jumpstart, a new one that holds such an influence over the world that everybody wants to be a part of, even Africans, even straight up, even Africans, because there's no reason why I sh- why I should be having I have a cousin that lives in freaking Switzerland that's a, a like a rapper. Why? There's no reason <laughs> why that for that to happen. But I'm telling you, the influence that Black Americans have is phenomenal and inspirational. And that's what I'm saying. Like, who else does that? I mean, the Jews were separated from their land and they picked up back in their not to like compare. It's kind of apples and oranges, you know what I mean? But they picked, and that was Bible prophecy and all that stuff. That was, you know, with all of that and promises that God has stated where he's like, I will bring you back to this land and all of that goodness. Like they were lost and separated. And then now they, and they made their great Aliyah, went back, have their culture, know their language, even though they spent all those years separated and outside of their land, Israel, outside of Israel. So, you know, that's amazing. But for black people separated from their culture, started new cultures and cultures that have a heavy influence over the literal world for years and years and years and years and years. Jamaicans, Haitians, like, oh my gosh, Afro-Latinos. Mate, the food and the music could not be like, I don't care. Like, listen, the influence that Afro-Latinos have on just basic Latino culture 
you can't take away black people from Latino culture. It won't exist. It won't be, there won't be much left, mate. There won't be much left. Where there's a population of black people, it's like things get enhanced. And that's, I'm sure that's the case for everybody. But I'm not anything else but black, so I can't really tell you. <laughs> I can't really tell you. And this is February, so. <laughs> so, like, but on the topic, what was I saying? But, yeah, like, black people are found phenomenal. and But that's just found in culture. Now, imagine the kingdom culture when you add that alongside of it. See what more gets enhanced when you put the identity of Christ, yeah? But on the topic of, like, disregard disregard your skin color and your culture when it becomes something that tries to pull you back. Of course, pulling you back from what? anything that i think in my in my opinion it's just like for me the stance i'll take is like if it's if your culture and your skin color and your whatever is pulling you back from doing something that god has called you to do and what we talked about in that last episode that that one episode was going to the missions and i was saying like some black people might have some hesitancy to do anything ministry like that extreme like what you know like full-time missions like whatever that looks like for you because there's different kinds you don't have to be in the bush to do full-time missions that's just one example one awesome organization that does that's oftentimes like they're that's what the um what is it what am i they're uh not ecosystem but that's oftentimes just what things look like for them and that organization but I, you know i've been on trips with different organizations lots of different types of organization missions can look i've like charity said in the last episode her first mission trip was at a resort my first mission trip was in a is it was in honduras where we stayed in a complex that the church people built and it was it was pretty good but after and half of that was staying there and the other half was staying in a hotel so i went from sleeping in hotels and resorts and hotels to sleeping in a tent and thankfully i had good pastors that did training missions training with us where they forced us to go tent to go camping and sleeping in a tent like during our missions training so i had experience in that and that wasn't like a shock to me um but you know there's different kinds of experiences and you know you know and i actually you know in ministry school lord jesus (laughs) just You sleep in so many different places that it's like all the events that we did. Nothing surprises you anymore. So what? What I'm saying is like kingdom stuff. Like what if God calls you on the missions? And as a black person, you're like, how am I going to do my hair? How am I going to relate to anyone there? No one's like me. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to get my jokes. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to get my personality. I'm very black in the way that I am culturally. I'm, I'm very Christian, but... alongside that I'm I'm very much all these other things that I don't know if people are going to understand and at the end of the day all I have to say is that if people can love Jesus and they know that Jesus loves you they won't have a hard problem loving you and the Jesus in you because they love Jesus they're going to recognize the Jesus in you and they're going to recognize the you that Jesus loved and died for yeah so it's like but don't dull yourself i think it's a fault on other people to where they find people that are acting completely very much like them uh, to be a problem i think that's a problem like if you actually see someone like fully being them unique in all their ways and you treat that like that's like an issue 
or like oh you're so much it's like maybe you're not enough <laughs> i don't know like so people say you are very extra and it's like to who though and to what standard though do you get what i mean like i just don't get that like my favorite person was actually like recently that i've listed as my favorite person is like an old professor of mine for like a couple of classes that i had last semester and his personality was like loud and boisterous and random and funny and it reminded me a lot like me because I can kind of be like a just everywhere and just just kind of lose trail of thought and like just just be a lot and but he was also like that not he wasn't me but he just had a lot of attributes that I was like I do the same thing mate and I loved that about him but guess what so did the entire room and and I don't know anyone else like him. And here's the thing. When you're fully yourself, people can't find anybody else exactly like you. Because you're fully you. You're you're not modeling yourself after anyone but Christ and just you. You know what I mean? So it's like those people, like I said also in the podcast, like, you know, last episode where I was talking about if you're in a good mood, like if you're like exciting and and you have people trying to like dampen your mood by like you're so loud you talk so much like you have to realize you're actually not the problem they're actually the problem because they're being butts and that's a nice way for me and y'all at this point you guys know that that's very nice for me to just say that they're butts okay like they're being butts like people who actually like in like i don't understand why people like that even exist i don't know why like what's your point what's like what's the point here You've gone on this long and this is the point that you're trying to prove. I don't, whatever. So, but I'm saying that to be like, don't be ashamed. Like, don't let that hold you back. As loud as you are, as black as you are, as whatever as you are, as quiet as you are, as shy. Well, I won't say shy because I don't think anyone should be shy, but maybe you're reserved. I don't, I, I don't think shy is cute. Being shy is cute. It's just not, it doesn't do anything for anyone, actually. It holds you back from doing a lot of things. But if, but reserved is not shy. Maybe you're reserved. As reserved as you are, as just calm as you are. Some people are just very underwhelmed, naturally. Not that nothing impresses them, but they're just, they just process information in a very calm way. Like for me, if I'm in a serious matter, I'm very calm and underwhelmed but if it's not serious I'm very not calm and overwhelmed (laughs) but in the best way just like just screaming all the time and you know you've already heard that you know what I mean like don't be afraid to be you in Christ let Christ be you but let Christ touch all these things and and like enhance all that he can so you can see you in Christ and you're gonna like yourself a lot and so a lot of people but I'm trying to say you're not the problem they're oftentimes a problem and shame on them from trying to frame it as if you are a problem that needs to be fixed according to their standards that's insane like none of these people died for you for you to even dull yourself down they will never do anything for you so don't you dare do anything for these people try to please these people and for what reward honestly like, what are you going to get out of it? No, don't do it. But when the things start to hold you back, like I said, maybe you're called to missions and you're thinking like, oh my, okay, yeah, I know where I was saying. Like, what? there's nobody like me. Like, everybody's all weird and they have their own cliques. Maybe they have their own friendships. Man, it's almost like there might be some things that you just have to sacrifice. There, it almost, It's almost like there might be things that you just have to give your yes to 
even with the possibility of A, B, and C happening. God, there could be a potential that I might not even have anyone to talk to. There could be a potential that no one's going to understand me and I might be alone or lonely in this area. I don't know. But I just have to register and realize that whatever you're calling me to is for the benefit of the body. And just like Jesus came here to not to be served, but to serve mankind, Father, I will too. And when you have a heart like that, you know, a humble heart, a contrite heart like that, where it's like, that doesn't really look so appealing for me. But if that's what it's going to have to take for me to do this, I'm willing to do it because I, I, I desire to obey you. It brings me joy to obey you and be your servant. You will find that what you were willing to lay down is actually going to in turn, oftentimes you'll find, and this is just what I found in my, sometimes maybe it is a sacrifice, but you'll get, you'll see that reward on that always. But sometimes what you thought that you had to lay down will in turn be something that's going to serve you. You know, it's just like, oh, if you if you feel like you want to do something, but it's in a space where you don't feel like you get along with a lot of people or you don't feel like you're compatible with, you know, for even for the basis of friendship with a lot of people. Maybe people are very different. Like maybe everyone's homeschooled and you're very much public school and it's just you just don't you're just not meshing. You know what I mean? Let me tell you, let me tell you. Like sometimes you'll find that one gem of a friend, that one gem of a person or a few, maybe a group or God will in turn like give you something that you, it's just, I don't even know how to word it. Like you just go, you just go, you go, you honor the yes and you go, you give him your yes. And then you will see just like what you thought was going to maybe there's, there's like an, there's like an African song. That sounds so like, ooh, an African song. I don't know. I don't want people to say that. There's an African proverb. Like, that's not important. Like, I'm African. I can say anything and that'll, and I can dub it as an African proverb. Like, that's not that special. Like, we don't go around just saying things and we're like, that's an African proverb. I don't know why. Is, I don't know. <laughs> that's just a side note. Like, but there's this specific Congolese song where in, in Lingala, like, I understand where it's just like, just a hard translation, like a rough translation of it is, um, like what basically like whatever gave me tears yesterday is going to give me joy today how does it go it's gonna like the rough translation of the first line is uh, tears in my eyes it went from crying to drinking that sounds really gross but basically it's saying like basically like what hurt me yesterday is gonna prosper me tomorrow or today right oh that's such a good it's just so good this is that's just the way that i'm trying to say like what you thought was gonna be a sacrifice well maybe you'll see it be a harvest or what you thought was gonna be hard was actually gonna be one of the best things you've ever received in your life as of yet as of yet as of that moment so that's what i'm saying like that's when you have to disregard that stuff man like you really have to disregard race and culture and that when it comes to the point that 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 would hold you back because 
what what i mean imagine like what if black people never traveled because there's no other black people anywhere then the one person that that one black person that lives in wichita kansas would never have a natural hair aisle in target they'd never have hair moisturizer like they'd never have whatever like if black people didn't venture out and do things and take up spaces that other people don't look like them other black people wouldn't get blessed. Other people in your community wouldn't get blessed. People that are even outside of your community that didn't know that there was so much blessing that they could receive from this community wouldn't be blessed. Do you know how much like there's, let me tell you, you know how people usually say about Mexicans that there's always like one white friend. There's always one white guy in a gathering of Mexicans. Like it's just what people, it's like a funny joke I see on social media. Like there's always one white kid around like a family of black people i don't know what it is but it's the case always like every time there's black people and like a hangout there's that one white friend that that is just gets blessed that gets the best food of their life that maybe gets like the best haircut of their life you know tape up you know sometimes just having that one black friend will change your life you know like for me i was the one black girl that was friends with like all of my like middle eastern friends and like they're gathering and not that they didn't have like black muslims around them because you know muslim people are there's like a bunch of muslims but like for like i was like that one black african person that was just hanging out with all these like you know like egyptians and like and like middle eastern and like like jordanians and like pakistanis or like whatever like moroccans or like just all different kinds of people i was just that one black african girl that was like i love this so much like that was me i was a minority amongst the minorities um but i loved it though like i was a blessed one around them you know and like vice versa for my friends like there's this charity's always around like it's like she's white so it's like but she's constantly like track her down for a day she always around india or somebody of culture and just eat getting blessed eating somebody food and just getting blessed as she should because that's what i'm saying like you can't be afraid of going into spaces where people aren't like you because you never know what could be but you never know what could be in that space maybe that space was made just for you maybe people are waiting for someone like you someone just to to love on you know when you see someone and they just become like your favorite person that could be you but you never know unless you go and if you go and it sucks make a podcast and talk about it so we can all be entertained make money off of it or something i don't know like find a way to like turn it around for your own good you know what i mean like don't let that hold you back maybe it's a job in the corporate world maybe it's starting a business Okay, where well, black people don't typically go this business route. And by business, I don't mean like, you know, like maybe it's like, you know, you know, when black people start business, people are oh, opening a salon or a barbershop. No, like what if you want to start like a spice business? What if you want to start like a uh, like a quilt business? You know, like like uh, what if you want to start like just making like, I don't know, like comfy baby clothes or like baby whatever whatever it is whatever you because black people are not mo- a monolith whatever it is you want to do maybe you have a dream of like just making stickers or like making bed sheets like bedding that is cute something that you would desire whatever it is but it, you see that it's a space that oh there's not a lot of people from my community that that do this don't let that hold you back who 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 says that you can't be a pioneer Maybe you didn't think of yourself to be a pioneer. Maybe you thought, you know, you would just always be doing something that somebody else paved the way. But 
why would you den- why would you deny the possibility of paving somebody else's way being the blessing for somebody else why deny that because you being the blessing for somebody else will always bless you always it's the law of seed time and harvest it's not just it's not just a biblical law it's a, it's like as much of a law as newton's law of like gravity i don't know did, is was he the one with the gravity is he the one with the apple i think so and if i if if i'm wrong then oh well i already said it and posted it so you can't i'm not dumb i might be ignorant but i'm not dumb okay the freak i just be forgetting things y'all know that things be slipping you got me slipping oh someone oh things be slipping my mind um in jesus name they will not anymore because i need to be remembering so i can be making so i can make these points sharp and smart amen do you know what i mean like don't let don't let race don't let culture hold you back it these things you know these are things that are supposed to be for your good if you're hispanic let being hispanic be something that enhances that that's an enhancing thing like promotes you and like it's for your good don't let the fact that you you know because people try to be like i'm hispanic i i have anger issues don't say that over yourself oh i'm african we just you know people the stereotype is like african men are cheaters don't speak that over yourself and don't accept that what the freak do you know what i mean but what if you started saying like i'm hispanic i am lively and because hispanic people be mad lively like they really do know how to enhance anything that's true i like hispanic people like what if you started saying like i'm hispanic i bring i know how to bring joy to any situation i'm the person that 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 lights up a room technically biblically you are the light of the world because jesus said while i am in the world i am the light of the world but while i am not what but when i'm out of this world when i leave ye are the light of the world ye will be the light of the world so you are as a believer you are the light of the world Okay, like, what if you started professing that yourself over that over yourself? I'm African. I am a faithful man of God. I am. I am. I am meant to be faithful. What if you started saying that? Let what God has given you, especially externally, be something that is for your benefit, not something that holds you back. That's not because that's just pervert. That's just a perverted way of viewing yourself. It's not. It's kind of like I. I'll use this like as an example, like the topic of marijuana. You know, like, I believe that it's a plant. Listen, because people try to use that as like, well, it's a plant. God gave it to us. Why wouldn't you smoke it? That's a very perverted way of using that plant. But we now, I think as a generally speaking, like society wise, like, including me, like we now know the benefits of the plant marijuana, you know, of hemp and and that it caused it's the pain reliever. It. there's like a story i heard on the news of like some lady in like england because it's like illegal there or whatever like the uk or whatever i think and she she her son had cancer and she heard that like the benefits of smoking weed so she so she just illegally bought some weed let her kid smoke it and that helped him with his treatment way better to the point because he i think he was on chemo and stuff like that so he was already under treatment and stuff like that but like that actually benefited him so much that, you know, as with alongside with his treatment, like he was able to recover better. So, you know what I'm saying? That's it's just like, hey, medical marijuana. You know, like we there's benefits to that plant that I believe that God placed. 
That's why he placed it on this earth. But the perverted way of handling something that's good would be to only use it for getting high. I think that's insane. That's the same thing. You being black was that that was so that was supposed to be for your benefit. But the enemy will use that to that for that to be something that's up to your detriment. Don't allow that to be don't allow that to stop your destiny. If God is calling you to do something, pioneer something, calling you in a space where that cause that calls that like oh you being black is like oh 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 that's an obstacle here don't let that don't let that stop your destiny god knew you he knew you were black and he knows you're black still like we're we're all in the know heaven knows yet he called i called you know he called you and you better answer answer poo so that's what you know. I I always try to make these short, but I always end up talking for like a freaking hour. What's wrong with me? Anyways, actually, that's not a problem. That's that's okay, Crizo. I love that you talk so long, and you know, you just you you talk for at least an hour when you have just. I love that about you. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's my letter. To, that's I just want to pen that to black people. Like, oh, I, I feel called to the missions. I don't know. I'm talking about missions. Can you tell? Let's do a trip. You know, oh, by the way, I'm fully funded for that, which is freaking sick. Like, so freaking sick. Like, I, I even added up, like, all my donations for this trip. And it's, like, I from my uh, calculation, unless I calculate like an idiot, which I don't think I do. Math is not my strong suit. I don't like algebra, but give me some geometry, child. Give me them shapes and them angles, baby, all day. Log, yeah, yeah cosine yes yes whatever i don't know cote tangent whatever child i don't know what the freak i haven't been in high school in so long um i graduated 2017 <laughs> yeah i done <laughs> yeah we're i'm the class the last class of, from the 1900s we're all of the people that were born in 1999 we're like the last people of the 1900s to um finish high school so amazing anyways <laughs> so um you know what no not me actually about to say something and forgetting child let me go back i feel called to the missions that's what i was saying and that's what i was saying yeah if i did my math right i'm even well over the amount that i needed to have for the trip and and on top of that like people were like any additional costs like i'll just text me like and i'll cover it so praise the lord because what the h like this is amazing. I love the body of Christ and I really love us. Thank you guys so much. Such a blessing. Um, but no, like what if you're called, that's why I was saying like about the missions. That's why I talk about the missions so much. But what if you're called to the missions and you're black, which is something that we're going to cover this topic very soon with India and charity about missions. And you're like, well, how am I going to do my hair, child? Okay, that's cool. And all. I want to go and everything, but hold on. I got my natural hair. How am I going to do my hair? Uh, how many, how much hair products am I supposed to, am I supposed to break? Because shampoo and conditioner is not going to cut it because I have, I'm black. I have curly hair. Maybe you have kinky hair and uh, you're going to need, you're going to need your Shea Moisture. You're going to need your Carol's whatever. You're going to need your curls. You're going to need your Taraji P. Henson, your TPH. Do you understand? You're going to need your uh, Cantu. I, yeah, some, some people... 
have ostracized Cantu. I personally like her tea tree oil hair treatment. I scalp treatment. I think it's great. Okay. You're going to need your whatever. Okay. And how much hair products are you going to use? God, I'll go, but I'm just, you know, this seems to be a little a challenge. I'm black. What type of lotion? How much lotion am I going to bring? I can't, I'm not I'm not like Jennifer where she doesn't really wear lotion anyways. I'm black. This is like water to me. You know, like lotion is life. Being moisturized is life. But if you're like me, I just stay ashy, child. I just stay ashy, man. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just always ashy. Um, it's the life. <sighs> you know, like what if, what if, what if it gets like that? Oh God, I'm black. Like who's going to, who's going to line my hair up? I, I don't want to look a mess. I don't want my hair to look crazy because that's a thing that the black community really takes pride in sometimes to a fault, but I don't really care. I don't know. It's like, if you, if you want to look nice, like it's, it, you have to be pretty extreme for it to be a fault, but people do get extreme. Not that <laughs> people get extreme over here okay but you know it's just you want to look nice and if just like what charity was talking about last episode if you're a missionary be kept okay strive to be kept don't don't strive to be dirty and of course sometimes you get into dirty situations and what you're gonna do take a shower right then and there sometimes you don't have the chance but try your when you don't when you do have the chance please take that chance 100 of the time okay the freak so it's just like, what do you do? Listen, and that's where you're going to have to rise up and ask God to give you the strength to continue to be you in a situation that is a little going gonna to be a little harder to be you. Maybe you need to learn how to line your own hair up. Maybe you need to take classes, learn how to cut your own hair. Black girls, maybe you need to learn how to braid your own hair. I remember I learned how to braid and when I say braid hair, I'm not talking about my actual hair. I'm talking about, we call it mesh in Lingala, okay? You will speak Lingala at, when I finish podcasting. I don't know when that will be. I don't, until Jesus returns. But let me tell you, as time progresses, you will be fluent in Lingala. Do you, do you understand me? Hey, we call it mesh, braiding hair. You know, the hair that you add to your already existing hair because you can't be bald. I don't know why people ask, do you have real hair under there? like the let's get out of my face your breath stinks so like yeah i had to learn it felt like my mom did my hair for the my mission trip and she did it so loose that it fell out and i was just in shambles because i didn't know how to braid my hair the mesh into my hair the braiding hair into my hair at that time literally i woke up before the rooster crowed this is like some biblical peter type stuff before the rooster crowed me in the dark in a room full of white people one black person india was there but she was asleep again the rooster be crowing at like five sunrise okay before the rooster crowed me it's just me in the darkness and jesus i say hey i need to learn feeling i had no light because people are sleeping feeling around my hair and it was several pieces of hair mommy so if you're listening to this like you did me dirty and I let her have it at home, you know, respectfully, of course. So I, you know, I was when I got home from that trip, I had to learn how to literally braid my hair. And from that mission trip experience, 
I now know how to, I learned how to do it in the dark and I can do it in the light. Hallelujah. That sounds anointed. Come on, somebody. I said, give God some, I said, give God some praise. Hallelujah. I know now how to do it with my eyes closed because I practically learned how to do it with my eyes closed. I had no vision. It was nighttime. The rooster had not grown now. Okay. The lights were off because I didn't want to wake anybody up. So that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to ask God to give you strength to continue to be black. Because you should be. Loud and bold. Boldly black. Wear your braids. Get your hair done. I don't know why if you relax your hair. It's not that it don't exist in Africa. It do. But like you might have to sacrifice that. I'm not going to lie. Because like unless you want to go that extra mile. Do you, I mean, do your thing, girl. Like, go to the grocery store, go to your quick mart, go, go to your shop and save or whatever, shop and pay, whatever Africans grocery stores, pick and pay. Yeah, I don't know. Pick and pay is kind of ghetto, I'm not going to lie. Shop right. Well, I don't know what's out there in Africa. I don't know. Food lion, food giraffe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Food elephant. <laughs> okay. Like, go there, get your just for me relaxer and figure that out. But probably learn how to do that in the States, my dear, my dear. You know, it's not like it's impossible. Just because it's a challenge doesn't mean it's impossible. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. Uh, people, I, that's the word for me because you just have to do it. That means it can still get done. It can absolutely get done. It's just not as easy. Okay. So it can be a little hard. Whatever. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it's impossible. And you absolutely can be. Because, listen, you're a pioneer pioneering things do you get what i mean like you have to clear the road there's grass and trees everywhere you have to get your machete and like clear some things up do you get me and that's you black people like that's you right like there's oftentimes you're gonna have to be a pioneer and again just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible because you're not going off of your strength alone you you, you add some jesus strength on that on that i was about to say something real real hood on that you know <laughs> and do it just do it Shia LaBeouf he said it best I feel that's what I think he said it best just do it so you know I mean like you can do it you can learn how to line your hair up and give yourself a fade you can learn all of that to the point where you can even figure out how to do it in the dark don't start off like that but you know you know, you can learn how to do this stuff. It's not impossible. You can learn how to take care of yourself. You can ask these people to teach you how to be you and, like, sustain yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very much possible. But we're going to cover that in that episode whenever we record that. India Charity and I. Some more other stuff. That's specifically to the on the mission field, though. In the ministry. You know, like, because for too long, like... You know, black. I've seen black Christians exist in black Christian spaces and I've seen white Christians exist in white Christian spaces and being African where it's like you're kind of like an outsider because you're just more African than you are your skin color because everybody in Africa is black. OK, it's so like the majority. So it's like if we all you see is black people, there is no reason for us to point out who's black. Eh? I'm black and I'm proud. Where are you going to say that in Africa? Like, it's like saying I have eyes and I'm proud. Okay, what, why, why are you mentioning this? Do you get what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's like, it makes sense to say in America where you're, the, where you're the minority, but when you're in Africa and everybody looks like you and you look like them, 
babes like I, I remember i was in where was I? I was in zambia and i saw these ethiopian people okay again it's one thing if i see that you're ethiopian in america because not only are black people the minority i don't be seeing africans nowhere okay so like that's why africans jump for joy when we suspect with our like spider sense like tingly spider feelings it's like I suspect there's an African in the room and we're always right. It's just, we're just built like that. I remember like I was in Zambia. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me parallel this in America. If I see someone that's Ethiopian, I ask, are you Habesha? Because they're usually Habesha. And they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, where are you from? And that's how the conversation ensues between the two Africans. Okay. Cause Africans love finding other Africans and figuring out where everybody is from. It's like a game, but I was in Africa being a big donut seeing Ethiopian people and me shocked that I was seeing African people in Africa. Man, I felt stupid. I went up to them and I was like, are you Habesha? And I just turned around in the middle of me saying Habesha. Like I was like, that's dumb. What? Of course they're African in Africa. Like what? Like I just, oh my gosh. Like I felt so dumb then. Oh, but I'm saying, I don't even know I, I feel like I was going somewhere. So if you can fill in the blank for me, like, please do. Um, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, maybe I was going somewhere. I'm not going to press pause and go back. We're just going to have to keep rolling with the punches. Okay. Okay. You might have to be the pioneer. You might have to learn some things. But listen, you being pioneers, don't pioneer things for nothing. A clear path is always used. Do you get what I mean? Someone who builds a highway, when you clear out a path for a highway, that means it's for people. Everybody starts using it. I've never seen an unused highway. Maybe if you're like in the middle of America, like in like Kansas or not to drag Kansas, but I'm trying to think of like the Midwest. Like what what's out there? Illinois. I don't know. That's Chicago. What's out there? What's a fake state? Um, what's that state? What's that state that's like super fake? Uh, Oklahoma. Ohio. What are, what are these? These are not real states. Nobody goes to this Nebraska. I don't Air Arkansas. These states are fake. Like, this is all a conspiracy. People don't live there. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you don't know. But as I'm saying, like, maybe there's, like, unused highways there because people don't live there. But, like, if you're in a big city and you make a highway, it's for people to use. And everyone will thank you for clearing out this road and this highway. When you pioneer things people will be able to travel down paths that be, that were cleared because of you because of you so you know don't 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 look at something that god's calling you to do and just because it's a challenge disqualify yourself at the table because god is inviting people that are black people that are minorities he's inviting people that are don't really take up the table to the table to show you that you belong at this table you belong in the ministry you belong in construction you belong in the beauty industry you belong as a business owner and entrepreneur you belong in the the automotive world you belong in in the photography world in the creatives world where you're a graphic designer or whatever or you're a movie director the cinematic world you belong there you god will give you a seat at the table don't don't disinvite yourself. Do you know what I mean? Use what God has given you to, in, to enhance you and enable you. But never, 
receive that as something to hold you back ever. You were meant to be a blessing and to be blessed. So that's what I, that's my letter to black people. I love you so much. That's just I just want to pen my vocal letter to black people. You know, it's just like you're so special. Just because, and I don't know, this kind of annoys me because it's just like, one thing I've noticed that people do, it's like, I'll be me and and somebody will be like, you remind me of my black friend Shaniqua, who is just like, bro, what honestly reminds you of me? What of me reminds you of Shaniqua? The fact that we both brown and we just, we're just funny. Is that it? Oh my gosh. Like, really? Like, you, uh, some people do that. And I'm just like, stop talking. Stop talking. Mm-mm. Think about it. I remember somebody, somebody, some people confuse, I mean, people do not look when they see black people. They just see brown and they're just like, that's it. That's, that's all I'll pay attention to because the people, the black people that I've been confused for, it just baffles me. But that's a side note. That's, that's not even important. That has nothing to do with anything. Just please try more. Just, if you know me and you think I look like somebody, I'm telling you right now, I don't. Like, it's all a lie. And you haven't properly looked at me then. You actually don't even know what I look like at all. That's what you're telling me. Like, you've just been using your imagination to look at me. Like, your eyes have been closed somehow the entire time. Like, because all these people that y'all be comparing me to, I'd rather you just say nothing. Like, I would rather you just say I look like The Rock. Because then I would feel like it's a compliment. Every person people say, you look like, I just feel insulted and demeaned. Just... Just stop it. Just don't do it anymore. Just say that I look like Dwayne Johnson and that'll bless my life. Like, just say the right things. Stop saying the wrong things all the time. I don't get that. So confusing. Anyways, black people, like, you're special. You, you're, you're, your purpose to be the way you are. It's not an accident. It's not, your purpose is not to be oppressed at all. Your purpose is to be a vessel that the glory of the Lord can shine through in a way, in ways seen and unseen. Do you get me? Because God is doing a new thing. He wants to do a new thing and he wants to do something that's just for you, all of you, just for everybody. But, you know, it's February, so wait your turn. Um, so, so, you know, I just want to say that I don't want to let the full month go by without saying anything about black people because that'd just be weird you know my people my people kinfolk <laughs> amen so like you know wait for the uh upcoming episodes with me charity and india i'm recording more episodes with my other friends too um i just you know who you are if you're listening i love you okay it's 11:28. i am well past my bedtime Good night, guys. Bye.